This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we go all things Austin, Texas today with our friend Tony Dale. And we'll get to Tony in just a minute. Martha, people need to be joining the I Work For Him nation. They do, Jim, and it's really a heart decision. So we just want to encourage people to go to our website, which is iworkforhim.com. And there, when they see the I Work For Him Nation flag pop up, click on the little purple button and read for yourself what that really is all about and um, prayerfully consider uh, making this commitment because it's a personal commitment to pray for your coworkers and employees every day and be an employee of excellence to share gospel with them when that you can and all along um you know just being christ in the workplace and so we just want to encourage people to pray about it and consider joining and um see what god does we'd also like to hear from you we've got a listener line designed just for you 866-713-9675 866-713-WORK and we're going to be giving away a couple of books later on on today's show. So make sure you get that number hard dialed into your phone, 866-713-9675. That's the I Work For Him listener line. Hey, we head to Austin, Texas today to our compatriot on the ground, Tony Dale. Tony and his team at Sedera Health and the Caris Group are, are living, breathing examples of what it means to live out your faith in your work and to have a kingdom company. You know, every month, Tony shares from his heart about what God's up to, and then he invites a local Austin business person to, to the show to share how God is working in their lives, just so we can see how's God working in Texas. Tony Dale, welcome back to I Work For Him. Jim, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be here with you and Martha. Well, we love having you here. Tony, I just want to hear, there's always great stories. God is always doing amazing things out, out and around Tony Dale. How have you seen the Lord working in your personal life recently? Uh, well, Jim, the, the, the way you put it, it <laughs> you make it sound like uh, I have some sort of special walk with God. I, I, I think uh, all <laughs> I of us I think have. you do have a special walk with God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think all of us have this uh, incredible privilege of, you know, learning how to trust the, the Lord with the big things, the, the small things. Uh, and uh, it's, it's absolutely fascinating to me just watching. Uh, there is so much going on uh, in both of our businesses. Uh, 
uh, and it is, I, I, it is literally a daily prayer. Lord, we need wisdom. We need guidance. We, uh, we want to know if we turn to the right hand or, or the left, we want to hear a voice behind us saying, no, this is the way, walk ye in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel that is happening to a remarkable degree. You know what I love is the fact that you, you surround yourselves with intercessors. And so people that are praying about the decision you're making, and sometimes they're praying for you, and they don't even know what they're praying about, but they're praying for wisdom. How often are you on the brink of making a decision, and one of your intercessors calls you and says, Tony, put the brakes on. Mm-hmm. Or actually, they may just call and say, Tony, I'm not really sure what you're up to, but God's telling me you need to put the brakes on. How often do your intercessors call you and say, Tony, I've got a message from God for you. Maybe you're not listening real good, so I thought maybe I'd tell you. Uh, well, you know, Felicity and I have uh, organized time with our intercessors actually every Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we take an hour uh, and we do our utmost not to let anything else interfere with that hour. Uh, so that's, that's a very high priority. Now, how often do the intercessors then reach out to say to me, uh, in between uh, those calls uh, and say, hey, Tony, this was so important. I felt I needed to let you know. I would say that's rare, uh, but I always take it super seriously when it comes. Uh, and almost every week, uh, they're not only sort of sharing with us, you know, by phone as we meet together, conference call and talk and pray together and sort of bring things before the Lord, uh, but they then summarize their thoughts uh, and it's very regular uh, that they'll send something to us before the prayer time and say, hey, Tony and Felicity, I'd like you to be praying about this. Uh, you know, we, we feel like the Lord's putting something on our heart here. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it's incredibly important that as believers, we really expect, uh, anticipate, rely on, might even be a better way of saying it, that God will find a way to speak to us, both in our hearts and through others. For sure. And, and, you know, a lot of us um, kind of leave that up to chance, don't we? We don't take the opportunity to say, you know, uh, let's be more intentional about it. And so Jim and I have really been encouraged and intrigued by watching you guys being so intentional in that area of prayer. And I hope that it is a challenge to our listeners to take that a little bit more seriously and say, you know, we kind of take it for granted that that uh, we're just going to be listening, but we are not really very good listeners. So uh, thank you for that example. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just tend to run around like chickens with our heads cut off. So Tony Dale, would you say that God is a God of miracles at work? Uh, I absolutely would say God is a God of miracles. And uh, if there's time, I'll, I'll tell you one of the biggest areas that's going on right now. Okay, please do. Okay, well, um, we, we've known for, for some time that, uh, you know, at some point uh, in the new year that uh, we would uh, need to see new leadership within the Keras Group. Uh, and Mike Martin, our current CEO, who uh, is also a passionate follower of Jesus, has also been praying into all of this. And, uh, you know, we, uh, he and I had become aware uh, of what we felt was our timing. And we, we, we've been praying into this literally for years. We, we wanted the handover to be just exactly what the Lord wants. Uh, 
Uh, and my goodness, we went out, we looked, and we set up a, a structure of how we would begin thinking about choosing people and uh, maybe bring someone in at least a year in advance. But, you know, that process that we had highly organized was a flop. And finally, I, <laughs> I put a stop to it. And I said, no more. We're, we've just got to wait and see what God's going to do. Uh, and into that, uh, about three months ago, we began saying, okay, Lord, the time's right now. We, we really, we, we have to think this through. Well, would you believe that in the space of probably a month, three of the best, most qualified candidates I could imagine emerged on our scene? Uh, and right now we're in the middle of that sort of selection process, but it's like repeatedly the Lord has said to me, I told you I'd provide when, <laughs> when the time was right. Uh, and one of the candidates said to me, he was, uh, you know, talking uh, about uh, himself, and uh, he, he knew who the other candidates were. And he said, Tony, I had no idea that the competition was, uh, was this high, of the caliber of people that you're talking to. And so what I'd say to any business listeners out there, even on vital decisions like where is your company going and where's the new leadership coming from, God has his sources and his people. And I, I'm standing amazed in the middle of the process. Uh, so to, to me, uh, that's just something I'm hugely grateful watching God do. You know, it reminds me of the verse that we read just this morning, Ephesians 3.20, which I love reading it over and over again. It says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So, you know, you can have the best structure laid out and we think we've got it all figured out and he can give us so infinitely more. Like you have three great candidates to to. Approach uh, and I'm trying to figure out. Okay, Tony, what is God saying to you when He sends you three outstanding <laughs> candidates? Does God have bigger plans for you than you even have thought through? Because it seems like why would you have three if you only needed one? God doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> have you asked uh, yourself no. that question? Uh, you, you know, a absolutely. I've asked the Lord that question. I think the uh, verse that Martha read there. Uh, one, in one of the versions of Ephesians 3 and verse 20, it says, he's able to do exceeding abundantly beyond what you dared to ask or imagine. Yes. And I love that. I, I think God is imagining things bigger for the Keras group than I had dared imagine. And he's bringing us people who are people of the caliber that they can take it there. Uh, so absolutely, the, the Word of God is, is true, it's sure, uh, and it gives me great confidence for what the Lord wants to accomplish in the future. Hmm. That's right, Tony. We are, love the fact that you just shared with us some miracles that you see God doing in even a hiring process. I think a lot of us uh, just take those processes for granted and then get surprised when God shows up in a big way. But um, I love celebrating that with you. So tell us, you know, we constantly are trying to better understand what it means to bring the kingdom of God to earth and and want to ask you for some wise wisdom on that. What is one way that you see Sidera and the Karis Group impacting the world to make it a better place? 
Well, let's let's start with your question of, of bringing the kingdom of God on earth. You know, Jesus yep. told us to pray, didn't he? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, this this isn't a God who's distant, who's only tangentially interested in us, who sets the universe into motion and uh, is basically watching it all unwind or wind up or, you know, whatever one's view might be. No, this is a God who is intimately engaged in his creation. The, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the, those, uh, the world and those who dwell therein, for he has established it. Uh, and I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the scripture makes it so plain that God has put us here for real purpose. You know, the, the creation sort of mandate to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Uh, you know, that, that's a part of what we do as we go out into the business world and say, Lord, how do I take this incredible world you've placed me in uh, and work uh, some of your creative magic in such a way that we create more value? And, and business is about creating more value, you know, it's exchanging a good or a service for some, something that uh, both sides feel that they're winning on. That's where a profit is made. Uh, and, you know, into that context, I, I see God as so intimately engaged in that process. And, you know, before the, the, the break, we were uh, talking about, you know, uh, us being in the middle of, uh, of our search for some senior leadership uh, in one of the companies. But this is just equally true at every level. Uh, Austin is a tight business market. Uh, there are more jobs available in Austin than there are un uh, unemployed people, meaning there really? are lots of <laughs> candidates and good candidates uh, because this is a great place to live. And as I watch God just bringing the right people to us, uh, it, it's absolutely, absolutely awesome to be allowed to be a part of that. <laughs> Why don't we just, you know, you've heard me rant and rave about how much I love the model for Sidera, for Sidera Health, and I think that it's a model that we desperately need to look at on a national basis, but why don't you just describe what it is that Sidera does and who the ideal candidate is for being a client? Okay, well, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that. I mean, what Sidera is doing, uh, most of your listeners are probably familiar with the healthcare sharing ministries. Uh, good companies like Samaritan Ministries and MediShare and uh, Christian Healthcare Newsletter. There are just good uh, people out there teaching Christians how they can uh, share each other's medical burdens uh, and in that way fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, and that model, which has grown very rapidly among the Christian uh, sort of individual market or family market, uh, has, uh, by the Affordable Care Act, uh, basically been prohibited uh, out in the mainstream. Uh, but Sidera was created uh, to find a way to deal with that issue uh, and to say if there's this great Christian model, uh, and of course all truth is God's truth, so if there's a model of sharing that works and makes economic sense, why wouldn't we bring it out to the, to the wider marketplace? And, of course, in the American system, the wider marketplace is the marketplace of business and where businesses are going to get, uh, you know, their health provision for all of their employees. So Sidera has taken that uh, Christian healthcare sharing model and found a way to take it legitimately uh, out to all people and not just people of faith uh, and specifically into the group market 
uh, to where companies and their employees and associations and uh, these sort of aggregated groups of people uh, can have access uh, to all the efficiencies uh, of the sharing economy. And I think that just answers the question about the kingdom part. I mean, here we are, you guys, God has given you a solution that would benefit millions and millions, tens of millions of people in this country, truly helping get things between the Keras group, negotiating and getting fair pricing on procedures and Sidera providing that, that opportunity for a collaboration of companies to share healthcare expenses. It's, it is a model that is based on truth, based on God's ideals, and it and it would benefit everybody whether they believe that Jesus is who he says he is or not. Isn't that what all biblical truth is supposed to do? 100%. I mean, you, you are going right to the foundation of my thinking, uh, as I was saying, Lord, how, how can we take this model, which I've seen to be so effective over 20, 25 years, uh, to where it really blesses uh, the country as a whole? And you're right. If all truth is God's truth, it means when we have a, an intractable problem and, and healthcare management and healthcare cost uh, in this country has just been an intractable problem. I mean, here we are sort of eight years into the Affordable Care Act and still almost every day there's a headline of some sort uh, about what's going on or not going on in healthcare, what is happening or is not happening in terms of trying to keep costs down. Uh, and, uh, and a country is saying, We've got to find answers, and we don't know where those answers are. Well, the answers are always in the Word of God, at least in principle. Uh, and so the principle uh, that there was no need among the early believers, because whenever any had need, they shared, okay, mm -hmm. is actually at the heart of what we know as the sharing economy. And to me, whether you're talking an Uber or Lyft, uh, where they've taught people to share an available resource— I, I have a car. I also have some spare time. I can exchange that for someone who's trying to find a way to get from A to B. Uh, and in that sharing, uh, a really good and efficient economic transaction takes place. Okay, similarly, in the healthcare world, uh, what we are doing is demonstrating the power uh, of these shared sort of values. Uh, but we wouldn't have had it if it didn't start with our understanding of biblical truth. Uh, and that's why when I was thinking and praying towards uh, starting Sidera, uh, the Lord gave it to me uh, conceptually, as it were, under three C's. It would be Christ-centered, uh, meaning that's where all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden, are in Christ. So we fully and openly acknowledge that what we do is Christ-centered. But our pattern is community-focused. Uh, it's leveraging the power of the group and of the community uh, but within that, you still need individual responsibility. And so our third C, after the community focus, is that it's consumer-driven. The individual consumer begins to be educated how I take personal responsibility, and in carrying that responsibility and in, in sharing and carrying my own risk, remaining uh, a self-pay patient within the collaboration of a community group, that brings tremendous power to bear on how we can keep everybody's costs down. <laughs> and that's what you call a miracle of God when it comes to health care in the United States of America. And I'm still praying, Tony Dale, that you get that one-on-one -on -one meeting with the president of the United States and the, and the guys running Congress, Bill, to say, hey, I've got the solution. We just draw it out for you. 
And I know it's going to save a lot of money and it's really going to tick off your lobby, but man, is this going to change the world? I mean, I, that's what I keep praying for. <laughs> Consumer driven and community <laughs> focused. <laughs> well, so we'll just put that throw out, throw down right out there for people. If anybody knows a way to get Tony Dale connected to uh, our government in a way that can make an impact, uh, that's Let right. us know. If you got a connection into the cabinet room, <laughs> that'd be a good one. All right. So, Tony, for the remaining minute and a half of this segment, just talk about who who are the companies that are benefiting from being Sidera clients? Well, you not, know, name, they're, they're, not names like describing. What, what are they? Yeah, they, they go right across the, the business spectrum. Uh, you know, our sweet spot in our early years has been working with uh, small to medium-sized companies, uh, and in many ways, they're the ones who are, are feeling the pain most intensely, uh, and particularly for companies from sort of 49 down, uh, where only limited uh, uh, access uh, and limited sort of restrictions are placed on them by the uh, Affordable Care Act. Uh, it, it can be very difficult to find things that will work, and there may not be enough profit around to uh, be able to offer the sort of generous, fully insured plans that people have been used to. Uh, and so uh, we found whether we're working with what people call blue-collar or white-collar, whether we're working with uh, you know, narrowly focused companies into a, into a tech space or uh, whether we're talking with service industries, uh, that into all of these contexts, we can show people the value of letting the individual employees make their own choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and philosophically, we don't go in to take over and to throw out whatever else they were using. But no, we go in to, to show that there are other options. And that for many people, not necessarily for everyone, but for many people, these other options, these non-insurance options, are actually a more effective way. Yep. And lots sure more coming up people. with Tony Dale and Sidera Health. Boy, I'd love for you to check them out online, sidera.com. If you are, if you run an organization, you've got employees and you're providing for their health care through an insurance product or some other means, Sidera Health has got the answer that's affordable, reasonable, and makes sense because it's based on biblical principles. I really recommend you check it out, sedera.com, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. Tony Dale, I interrupted you in the last segment. I'm sorry I had to run you out of there, and I apologize. But I, we're trying to direct people to your website. You've got a book that you and Felicity and George Barner wrote that's all about your passion. It's kind of like your, your hobby, small churches. And you feed into small churches around the world. It's a passion you've got. Tell us about this book really quick. I'd love to do that. Uh, sm- small is, is big is really uh, our personal journey uh, in a biblical sense, uh, looking at the simplicity of what the New Testament church looked like uh, and why that approach is still working all over the world. Uh, so, yeah, we, we are passionate about house church movements, and we just thank God for their effectiveness around the world. We'd like to give you a copy of that book, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. Get a copy of Small as Big. It really, it, it just, it's refreshing to read. Love to give you a copy, 866-713-9675. Well, Tony Dale always provides an opportunity for another local Austin, Texas business person to come on the air and share a little of their story. And we'd like to welcome today Jonathan Patton with Trivium and Founders Guide to, FoundersGuideToGod.com. Jonathan Patton, welcome. I work for him. 
Thanks, guys, for having me. Glad to be here. Jonathan, as we do with all of our first guests, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, um, that's kind of a, an interesting story. So for me, I was, I was not close to God at all and um, in college and kind of went through college pretty far from God. And uh, through business, actually, is how I got connected uh, to, I would say, God. But it was pretty, a pretty specific uh, kind of supernatural story. I was at a, uh, a real estate conference in a hotel room in Atlanta, Georgia, a uh, year after I left college and started my first company. And just like, you know, a lot of people there seeking kind of ways to make more money in real estate. And I just had an experience where I felt like God spoke to me in a hotel room and um, didn't really know what that meant because I didn't believe in God at the time. So it was kind of a crazy experience. And um, basically he just told me to to uh, get up and it's time to leave this life. And, and I was, um, I remember I was uh, sitting there drinking uh, with some friends of mine, and um, just I, I sat a beer down, and I walked out of the hotel room, and I walked down to the lobby, and I was pretty emotional because I didn't really know what was going on, and there was a literally a guy in the lobby of the Hyatt Hotel at 10:30 at night on a Saturday night, and he had a a Bible open, and he was mm. sitting there teaching four people, and um, I just kind of. You know, walked up to him, sat in the group, and started listening, and ended up talking to him till three in the morning. And he he pointed me to Christ, and then kind of over the next few weeks, started visiting churches and um, started following Jesus. Uh, really understood the gospel shortly thereafter in a church service, and uh, that was it. So that guy just happened to be there in the lobby, <laughs> yeah, four people as you walked on. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, unbelievable. So but, but there was a process a little bit later. That where you came to full surrender. Talk to us about what happened in, you know, in this 2008 process. You went through some pretty faith testing years. Yeah, for sure. You know, we, you know, kind of the the long story short, you know, coming out of that experience, starting to follow God, got involved with the church, started leading in the church and, you know, kind of doing, uh, I mean, God radically transformed my life and doing a lot of great things, but then you kind of get into a rhythm. And years later, um, in 2008, when the market turned, it really was painful for, for us because our basically our entire portfolio and all of our businesses were tied to real estate in some form or fashion. So mm-hmm. when the market crashed, um, you know, kind of learned all the hard lessons and went through um, losing uh, the portfolios we'd built up and kind of everything I'd built since college and just ended up going bankrupt. And it was it was just, for me personally, it was a situation where, you know, I, I would say that I, I, I understood who God was before that, and I, I was following Him, but when He stripped everything away through the bankruptcy is when I really, you know, knew that God was real and I could fully depend on Him, and He was my source of dependence no matter what circumstances I was going through in life. And it was, um, it was painful, but it was very healthy kind of going through that process for me. It's crazy how pain can actually feel good if that, you know, until, <laughs> know. until you go through it yourself. But so after the crash, you ended up going bankrupt and losing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you know that God was in favor of that process? Well, I was, I didn't know for, for a while. So that's probably the, the simple okay. way to ask, ask that question. But the way I, I knew, I mean, cause, and the reason I say that I, I did not file for bankruptcy until four years later. 
So yeah. basically, I carried that, and you know, the the moral and kind of the right answer. And I would still say, you know, most of the time, the right answer is to try to pay debts back, and and that's what I believed. But for me, it was one of these things where I, I literally during that four years, I I don't even remember praying about it. It was just one of those things where I got into this place where I was just going to do whatever I could to to rebuild, you know, which on the surface, that sounds like a good answer. <laughs> you know, underneath that, if you're not really submitted to God in that, or for me, I wasn't really, I wasn't submitting to him in that, what he, what his plan might be. So, so the, the kind of the, the way all that came together was, I mean, I finally reached a breaking point. I, uh, I the one specific creditor was just, we had all kind of issues with, and I had paid them for four years personally and kind of drained everything else we had left. And, and finally, I got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore and and um, decided I, I, we needed to pray about filing bankruptcy. So I went to my wife. We started praying about it. For her, I'm sure she was one of those moments where she thought, yeah, you know, maybe we should have started this process a few years ago, you know, but for <laughs> me, it, it took a little bit longer. And um, I just, we just had extreme peace. Like it, over the next week, we, we, we just knew that God was releasing us to do that. And it was a peace that we hadn't felt in, in years. And so just, we just kind of felt the leading of God through that. And then once we actually did it, um, it was clear, it was clear that, you know, that's what he wanted. He, he wanted us to move on from the failure and kind of be released to do what was next. Hey, we're talking with Jonathan Patton. He's a managing partner of Trivium Strategic Capital. Check it out online, triviumstrategiccapital.com. Jonathan, out of that dark time in your life there, were you in Austin, Texas at the time? Yeah, we we moved to Austin in 2009. So, yes, we okay. the, the crash was in South Carolina in 2008, and then we moved a year later to Austin. Yep. <laughs> and what moved you from South Carolina all the way to Texas? I never asked that question. Yeah, well, you know, it was, it was one of these uh, situations. We actually had a good friend who was moving to Austin to plant a church. And, you know, we had always heard about Austin, Texas, but we had never been. So we came to visit on a trip and before they moved out here and kind of came back and said, look, even if you guys don't move, we, we might move out there. So <laughs> we, we ended up doing that, and, um, that. But that was the catalyst to get us here. So just like Tony said earlier, it's a great place to live, and so hey, they were drawn there. And it's beautiful. We've, yeah. we've been we spent time with Tony and yep. Felicity there, and, and we're so grateful for, for Tony Dale and Felicity and their ministry there. Uh, so, Jonathan, God's allowed you to start a new company. What kind of company do you run now? Yeah. So we so Trivium is um, in some ways similar to what we did uh, before, but it's uh, a kind of a larger scale uh, private investment firm. So we really focus on mergers and acquisitions of operating companies and kind of select assets that um, that we think have good growth potential. So uh, in general, um, I would say it's the next version of what we used to do in real estate, but um, kind of the, God's given us a much bigger scale to be able to do that now. Hmm. So give us some specific examples of how your faith impacts the products that you sell and how you deal with your customers. Yeah, for you know, for us, so we're an investment firm. So really our what we create is investment opportunities that we participate in and we bring investors into. So uh really it's all about relationships in that business and obviously um, you know, the track record and the opportunities that you're investing in. But for us, I would say probably the simplest way to answer the question is Everything that that I do, I you know, 
as, as much as I can on a daily basis, I'm, I'm praying and I'm asking God what his purposes are in that. So what I mean by that is, you know, all the ministry efforts that we're part of, all of the, um, you know, investment decisions that we're making, all of the assets that we're locating. I mean, we're, you know, our in our senior team, we're all believers on the team. I mean, we're praying through that stuff and we're mm-hmm. asking for direction and we're, you know, trying to ask God to keep our eyes and heart open. And who, I mean, I, I prayed this this morning with my wife, like in my meetings today, God, who are the people that you're putting in my life and for what reasons, whether they're believers, unbelievers, what, you know, and just having that perspective, that kingdom perspective in a highly relational business. I mean, I think this, you know, I think that's the epitome of, you know, what God wants us doing, wh- whatever the business mm-hmm. is. And, and that's the opportunity we have in our business, just meeting with people and, and having that mindset. Jonathan, you're a hitter. You run at a fast pace. You're playing in a world that is a whirlwind often. How are you protecting your marriage to Anne each and every day as you work? How do you keep your marriage strong while you're working hard? Yeah, I think, um, man, this is it's not a, a new answer, but the, the, I'm going to give you the same answer I gave last time. I, I, we pray as much as we can together. Um, really, each you know, most mornings, I'm not going to say each morning, we definitely miss some, but usually we, we're both getting up. We try to get up 30 or 45 minutes before the kids are getting up. And um, that's our time where we open the Bible together and we pray together and, um, you know, just talk about what's going on in our lives. And I would say from a, from a discipline standpoint, that's the most consistent thing we do that keeps us on the same page. And then, I mean, obviously practically carving out time and being able to to do some trips and doing date nights and things like that's very important. But I would say prayer is, is the most mm. important thing, you know? Amen. Do you guys got a, are you in a small group there at your local church? Yeah. Well, you know, well for us, some are just, uh, finished and, um, and we're just, really, come yeah. on, you're in yeah. Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, we don't no. lie on the radio. <laughs> right, Jonathan. Right. This, let me say this, this school year, school summer break. Finished, but we got three more months of summer. Heat yeah, summer. exactly. Yeah, right. So, so now that school started back, we're, um, yeah, we're reconnecting with our group from last year and kind of yeah. getting that reorganized now. Yeah. I love that. All right, when we come back, all things Austin, Texas today, courtesy of Tony Dale and Sidera Health. Check them out online, sidera.com. If you've got an organization that is providing health insurance for people, consider health care sharing through Sidera. It is a model that's biblically based, and it will change your world. It's unbelievable. And Tony Dale always is willing to give away half of his show every month to a local Austin business owner who's got a story a jesus story that needs to be heard and we've got jonathan Patton on here and he's got a blog founders guide to god.com we're going to talk about it in a minute but i want to bring it to your attention founders guide to god.com martha you had a question for jonathan on something he said during the last segment yeah so i picked up on the fact jonathan that you referred several times to praying with your wife um we just were talking about you praying with her in the morning and that you included in that prayer the people you were going to be meeting with in your business meetings throughout the day. And when you were um, struggling financially after the crash, you prayed together about bankruptcy and the future of your businesses. And I think it's important to just talk about this for a minute with our listeners about why did you see the value of praying with your wife about a business decision that she's not involved in? 
Yeah, so since Ann's not uh, active in the day-to-day business here, um, you know, I think, I guess, just foundationally, you know, she's she's an equal partner in, in everything, obviously, through marriage. Uh, of course, we know that, right? But, but, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I... Look, I always know, I, I always think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right? Rare, rarely, you know, I've also found in life that God often, I always have a plan, but God often has a, a different path to the plan that I may have mm-hmm. envisioned. So I'm, I'm you know, I, I want to know Anne's perspective. I want to run as much by her as I can, although, you know, she'll she'll also tell you that, one of our challenges at times is, you know, there's so much going on that sometimes she feels like oh, we didn't, you know, when did that happen? I didn't even know that. Right. But it, which points me back to the daily prayer as much as we can. That's kind of where we get on the same page. And I just want to, I mean, I want spiritual discernment from her on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really anything we're doing, but spe- specifically important decisions, people we're getting involved with, uh, anything that God may be showing her. Uh, to that's relevant to anything we're doing, which is mm-hmm. which is very important. So that that's the reason why I think it's important, you know. So Tony Dale, how how has prayer p- played a role in you and Felicity's um, relationship, business and personal? Well, uh, I guess Felicity and I are actually uh, very like Jonathan and Ann in terms of uh, viewing the importance of praying together. Uh, you know, growing up as a missionary kid, I, I watched my mom and dad and, uh, uh, you know, dad ran the clinic. Mom wasn't really involved in the clinic, but she was certainly involved in the, the spiritual impact of what went on. And uh, I, I'd always known this would be a powerful, uh, effective part of, of our marriage and of holding our marriage together. Mm-hmm. So we typically take time uh, most evenings. Uh, to pray over anything and everything that's going on, family, business, etc. And interestingly enough, through that, uh, I've found over the years that Felicity's, what I'd call more gut-level sort of uh, insights, uh, or, you know, the classic women's intuition, <laughs> uh, very often is actually a clear signpost of what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Uh, and I've learned that I, I ignore that to my peril. <laughs> and I don't I'm sorry, mean we didn't mean to laugh. Ex- chase me down. No, the, he has such uh, a nice Holy way Spirit of saying things. Me down. Yes. <laughs> Ignore that to my peril. Another tweetable tweet by Tony Dale. Tony, can you give us an example of peril that you've experienced because you ignored something that the Lord told your wife that you ignored? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have a specific example that comes to mind immediately, but uh, I would say often this shows itself in timing. So I, I'm, you know, your, your typical type A personality. I want to see it happen yesterday. Uh, and Felicity will often bring, and no, you know, this feels like it's the right direction, but I don't think we need to do it now. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm just telling you, nine times out of ten, she's the one who's got the timing right. <laughs> I love that. Going back to you, Jonathan Patton, you, 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 you brought up some great points, and I'm so thrilled that you shared about how, even though your wife's not involved in the day-to-day at Trivium Strategic Capital, that you take time to hear what the Lord is saying to her, and, and that's just it's a powerful lesson. And as Tony said, that that he, uh, you know, he gets in trouble. Often there's trouble to be had if he doesn't listen to his wife. Jonathan, 
you, the Lord's led you to do some incredible, something else incredible. Not only are you doing great work at, at Trivium, you've got this blog called foundersguidetogod.com. What is that all about? Yeah, so really the, the vision behind Founders Guide to God, um, it really just started with, I would say, a gift. So I, I really felt like God would give me over the last two or three years these these ideas, and I, I enjoy writing. So, I, you know, I would kind of get on the computer and I'd write up a concept or kind of what I felt like God was laying on my heart. And, you know, I kind of looked up and I tried to be obedient in that whenever he would give me give me these ideas. So probably after about a year of doing that, I mean, we literally had probably the first 20 blogs written. And um, and then it just kind of got to the point where, all right, God, what do you want me to do with this? And um, it was funny. I was leaving with Ann on a trip uh, about a year ago. And I, and I, so I had all these blogs. And I knew I was supposed to start a blog, but I didn't know what the name should be. <laughs> I just, it, it was escaping me. And, I could, and, I, and I'm not a creative person when it comes to naming. And then we were going on a run um, the first day of our trip. And it just hit me. I was praying. I remember asking God, what am I supposed to call this blog? And I think I'd ask a lot, but I'd never heard anything. And just it, it, it came to me, Founders Guide to God. And kind of the whole idea is, you know, I want to reach founders because that's who I am. That's my background. That's how God created me. He wants me to be in the marketplace as an entrepreneur creating things. So how do I reach uh, those other entrepreneurs in the marketplace and just really try to share honest stories of what God's doing in our lives and other other people's lives that are in similar spots? And we kind of broke it into three areas, faith, family, and business. And we started writing on those topics, and we just um, a few months ago started releasing these. So if you go to the blog uh, every other week, you'll see a new blog released. And if it speaks to you, we'd love for you to check it out and follow and We'll put, uh, put up as much as God gives us. Foundersguidetogod.com. Foundersguidetogod.com. Jonathan, are you involved in any other um, ministry groups there in Austin, Texas, where you are encouraged as a Christ-following entrepreneur? Is there any? Are you involved in any roundtable groups or anything like that? Yeah, we're. I've kind of had different, uh, some different seasons with different groups. Um, I, I would say the. The, the most, uh, I mean, where I'm discipled right now is definitely in our local church, um, Austin, um, Austin Ridge Bible Church, and uh, there's a couple, uh, there's a couple organizations we've actually started. Um, one is called the Bless Foundation, uh, and that's that's become a very close knit group of uh, people who we we basically took the concept of the 1040 window and we said if. 97% of, of the church's resources are not going into the 1040 window where the greatest need is. How do we expose that, and how do we fundraise for that? And we started a group called the Bless Foundation about a year and a half ago, and last year we raised over 500000 uh, for five beneficiaries doing some of what we felt like was the hardest work in that, that window. Um, but anyway, so, so the point is, you know, again, because of how how I'm set up, we just, we, we've, we've gone and we've created those, those type environments. And that's usually where my closest relationships come from. Mm -hmm. You know, you said something to me back in an email as we were setting up for this interview, you know, I I just want to talk about getting to the point where you, in, in, in your life as a Christ follower to know that you're being led by God versus just holding on to whatever you have for your own agenda in your life. And you mentioned that earlier, 
Why is it important? Really quick, 30 seconds. Why is it important to follow God's agenda versus your own? Well, ultimately, we'll, we'll, we'll all end up following God's agenda, whether we like it or not, <laughs> you know? And so uh, if we can be in tune with Him, and if we can uh, be led by His Spirit, it certainly doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy or easier for us, but, you know, that's the only path that's worth taking, and ultimately that's the path that if we're followers, He'll right. lead us to. So that's, that's where you want to be. Let's, let's get in tune with them from the beginning if we can. You know? I, I love that. Jonathan Patton with FoundersGuideToGod.com, FoundersGuideToGod.com, specifically written for entrepreneurs, those out in the marketplace creating things. Thank you for being on iWorkRam today. Thanks, guys. Great, great being here. Tony Dale, it's exciting. I so appreciate you bringing people on from Austin, Texas, who are changing the world one person at a time, one business at a time. Tony, any final thoughts for our audience today? How can we be praying for, for what's going on there in Austin? You know, Austin is a very entrepreneurial community. Uh, and I would just say that uh, uh, ask the Holy Spirit that he'll give all of us courage to be mm-hmm. all that he's calling us to be. Oh, wow. Love right. those words. Tony Dale, thank you for being at I Work Ram today. It's a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to I Work Ram with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.